0: The Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie that's when Patrick plays jams from local bands and artists very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX who are we jamming right now Patrick
1: this is Sue Foley and she is playing uh, tonight and tomorrow night at the Continental Club
0: Ah, the blues Think, and uh, you know we're the Continental Club. <laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't
0: play a lot of blues on the show actually. No ton. I mean we used to on Blue Monday. Well, we we're did, on Blue Monday. We do on smooth yeah. Soul Monday we have had it. You are right. Yeah, I think man. we have had some blues because I think some Longhorn fans may have had the blues a couple times during football season. Uh but yeah, we have had it a little bit but that is that's some uh, some nice uh little blues there for you on a 512 Friday. So appreciate Patrick and all of his hard work. You can be a part of the show. You are the post of this thing Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. That's the number to the specs text line. You can hit us up via Twitter. Hard is at HardballHard in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis, the real MVP at It's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. We will get to some of uh, that Tyrese Hunter news, which is really good news because Hard, you broke that uh, right at the end of the show, right yesterday. when we leave leaving. Yeah, so we didn't get a lot of time <laughs> to discuss it and talk about it, but we will do that coming up later on in this segment. Uh, but first, I want to get to this list. On three, uh, ranked what they believe are the top 100 players in all of. Of college football and uh, some Longhorns made the list. I don't, th- I don't think enough Longhorns actually made the list. We'll get to that, uh, but I want to go over uh, which Longhorns were ranked and where they were ranked in the On Three Top 100 list overall. Um, and uh, I-, I don't know if you got a chance to look at the entire list, Harsh. Um, And Caleb Williams, for those who don't know, he is the Heisman Trophy, the reigning Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. And he also is at the top of the list of the 100 top players ranked by on three. And uh, the first Longhorn you see on the list, Harge, and you won't go through, obviously, everybody on the list gave you number one. But the first Longhorn you get on the list is Xavier Worthy. Mm Mm-hmm. They had Xavier Worthy as the 21st ranked overall player on their uh, top 100 rankings. Uh, This was done by two guys, Charles Power and uh, I believe his name is Clark Brooks. So they did it. They compiled it based on uh, their own formula, whatever it was. And they decided that uh, Xavier Worthy's second ranked receiver, uh, on the list, he's behind Marvin Harrison. He's number three on the mm-hmm. list overall, behind Drake May of North Carolina quarterback at number two. Uh, just to finish off the top five, Brock Bowers, tight end from Georgia, is at number four. Jarrett Verse. The edge rusher from Florida State is at number five, and they got Harold Perkins, the LSU linebacker, at number six.
2: I like him. Uh, by oh, the way, he's a freak.
0: I, I love him. Actually, yeah. they move yeah. him around a ton too. Man, he is. Yeah, he's a hell of a player. Yeah. Um. But they got Xavier there at number twenty-one as overall, but the second-ranked receiver behind Marvin Harrison. Too high, too low in your opinion, about Xavier Worthy. I said last year I thought he still was considered to be, you know, the best receiver in the Big 12 or one of the best receivers in the Big 12. And I know he had a regression, uh, but I stood strong with it and took a lot of blowback from it. And heat because I understood, yeah, he did regress. And we found out later, had the broken hand. Mm -hmm. So that was a big part of his regression as a uh, sophomore. Big things expected from Xavier Worthy this year, becoming wide receiver one.
2: I'm going to put him just right there. I mean, if you start to if you go back and you look at the list and obviously we talked a little bit about it, he's the second wide receiver mm-hmm. on there. So if we want to break it down, I mean there's different players just like me are recruited, right? You you do the top three hundred and there's five linebackers in front of you. Well, I mean linebackers are pretty talented. So there was a position of knee, but when you look at the wide receiver and you look who he's second behind, Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that's the perfect place for him. And I think he's going to, you know, when the draft happens, they switch people up position of need. Where where do you feel like yeah. they need help? So for me, I think that's a good position for him to be in, even if it is at number 21.
0: Uh, I, no, I, I, I like it for him too. He does have a chance this year to kind of springboard himself into being considered to be a first-round wide receiver among the top I don't know, four or five receivers coming out uh, next season. And I don't know, Xavier really just strikes me as the type of guy that's going to leave early if he can leave early. Oh, my goodness. He, <laughs> he trying to leave now. He tried to leave early. Even he was remotely. like, hey, change my
2: birth certificate. I'm older. Take so me. <laughs> I think we're all hoping "Hey,
0: have a great year, and yeah, then yeah. Uh, you, know, you could be a, a first-round wide receiver. That'd be great. And here's what I think happened to him, other than the broken hand. Broken hand was a big part of his regression. We all agree, yep. looking back in retrospect. But uh, he, his average depth of target last season – was damn near eighteen yards which mm. means he was the deep threat yep. last season uh for Texas but you go look at his freshman year when he came uh, uh to Texas his average depth of target was around thirteen a little over thirteen yards so he wasn't as much of a deep threat now he it could be a deep threat uh, of course but it wasn't something that he was pigeonholed into and typecast as a deep threat. When Texas lost Isaiah Nayura last year, we know Sarkin how obsessed he is with the deep ball. All mm-hmm. right. That's just he, he's already said it's a big part of his offense. They got to get better at it. When he didn't have a a natural deep threat within the offense, he forced Xavier Worthy to become that deep threat. And it I think it was also with the broken hand a part of the regression. He was a yak daddy. In his um uh, his rookie season or his freshman season I should say he was at 8.5 yards uh, after the catch per reception um that number dropped to 5.4 yards after the catch per reception in 2022 yeah and we know Sark likes his wide receivers to be. Like I said, call him Yak those Daddies. Guys, yeah. He wants those guys to be able to get yards after the catch, and for Xavier Worthy, he really did regress in that area this year. He won't have to be the deep threat because A. D. Mitchell could be that deep threat. Isaiah New York, knock on wood, if he comes back healthy, he can be that deep threat. Yeah, we saw Jante Cook. Yes. That, the
2: field, too. Yeah,
0: become that deep threat. So I think his yards after the catch, his freshman year, he was at 526 yards after the catch. That was the 10th most in the Power Five of any wide receiver as a freshman, and he fell to 41st mm-hmm. in 2022 last season. He just had his 324 yards after the catch. That's what he's actually better at. I, even though he's slim and slight, he's, he's got good play strength. Oh, and yeah. he's
2: quick. Yeah, I was going to say his speed plays him through people. Yes. Because he's that fast, and when he's coming downhill, you underestimate how you're going to get to him because everything is violent. He's Mm -hmm. violent once he gets the ball in his hands. So, he's not trying to shake and bake you. He may make, give you one move, but he's trying to beat you to that corner yep. so he can outrace you to the touchdown. So, I agree with you 100%. So, going back to that, you look mm-hmm. at Marvin Harrison Jr. being number two as the number two overall player in most people's eyes. And you got that other wide receiver for, for, um, Oh, Ohio State as well. Marvin Harrison. No, you? Marvin Harrison. Oh, you he, oh, talking about he, Yes. He, yeah,
0: I, I can't double even pronounce his name. Double E's. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't want to disrespect that man. So like
2: that. <laughs> he is, in some accounts, looked at as being a better wide receiver yeah. than X men
0: Emeka Egbuka.
2: Yeah, I, but Egbuka. but now they're looking at him in a totally different light. So I'm I'm appreciative of what we've had from X men Like you said. Yeah, uh, It's interesting to find out that halfway through the season, um, he had a broken hand and nobody knew, which we would have figured out that story too.
0: I'm not mad about the broken hand. I'm mad they kept throwing the ball <laughs> to the man with the broken hand. He Great point. Great hand. point. Great boy. It's okay. He's I playing like through it. He's just being a tough yeah. SOB. I like yeah, he's that. He's a football I mean, player. He's a tough mofo. I'm yeah. mad at the game plan. They keep Great throwing point. the ball to the man with the broken hand. I like that. And I'm Jay Whit. I'm going, hey. <laughs> I got two healthy hands. I'm healthy for the season Please. for the first for, time. For the first time ever. <laughs> for
2: the first Throw me time. the ball.
0: Yeah. JT Sanders, hey, I got I'm two hands. I got two hands. All right. They'll I'm probably with fine. You. Throw me the ball. I'm yeah. with you. I think that's probably uh, where, <laughs> where my criticism came there. Yeah. But uh, I anyway, agree. getting back to the on uh, 3 rankings. But I think I do, I do think Xavier Rose is going to have a hell of a year. Um, And I saw a Pro Football Focus, they're ranking all the different positions of uh, returning starters and the top returning starters at each position. They got them fourth. Uh, on their list. So they got him as a top five wide receiver as well. All right, getting back to the list. uh, Next, the next Longhorn uh, ranked is Kelvin Banks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kelvin Banks, they have 51st overall. Um, and they got him fifty first overall on this list, and I believe they got him around the seventh or eighth tackle on this list. I got to go back and count them all, but they got him. I mean, which is actually what pro football focus. I believe had him ranked at the seventh overall tackle too. Mm-hmm. So it, it, this is a guy that he's just a true freshman last year.
2: Thank you. That's what I was mm-hmm. going to say. It's like okay for him to be ranked seventh. I'm sure that none of these other guys are freshmen or sophomores. That's, I
0: got to go check that. So I don't we got to check that for yeah. sure, but.
2: Yeah, I'm cool with that. I got to go check that out. Let's see where he's going to be next year and the year after that because he's going to be near the top if he continues to progress in the direction that he was last year.
0: Yeah, last year, like I said, I- it, it it's it's us. It's unfortunate that last year he had such a great year because the bar is really high for oh, him. Oh yeah, the
2: expectations. So are you through can the easily
0: roof. see him giving up, you know, two or three sacks just on the entire season. and Going, yeah, he regressed. It's like, yep. he regressed. Yeah, he regressed. He, he gave up sacks. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> he was just so good last year. He gave year. up sacks. He faced four first round edge rushers last season. Kevin Banks, as a true freshman at left tackle, and allowed zero sacks to those four. First round pass rushers: Will Landerson at number three, Tyree Wilson at number seven, Will McDonald at number fifteen, Felix and DK Uzoma at uh, thirty-one overall. Um, He allowed just four pressures, zero penalties, zero sacks. So basically, allowed a pressure uh, on average. He allowed a pressure uh, per first round defensive end and edge rusher he Mm -hmm. faced last year. One pressure.
2: That, that's come on, dude. That's a real,
0: <laughs> he's real dude, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, he's on a different level, and like, he's just a sophomore this year, so big things expected from uh, Kelvin Banks. Yeah, they had him sixth on the list. I went and just counted it now. I like it. So basically, he ends up being the sixth uh, oh, tackle on the list, and Pro Football Focus ranked him seventh on their list of returning tackles, so they. Did pretty good. Impressive. Yeah. I mean, like you said, true freshman. I'm with you, Hard. I bet if I went back and looked at all the guys ranked ahead of him, it'd be hard. I think you'd be hard to find you know, a true freshman ranked higher than him. Right. (laughs) You know, considering what he did last season. All right, let's go back to the list here. Um, At number 75, Quinn Ewers. Hmm. He's the eighth quarterback on the list. That's a little deep. They got him as the eighth quarterback on the list. And remember when we looked at the um, on three position rankings, remember they did the position rankings earlier this year, just overall positions. They had the Texas quarterback room ranked as the third best quarterback room in the country. But that's adding Malik Murphy and also Arch Manning and that. But they had the third best quarterback room in the country. They had Texas wide receiver room as the second best wide receiver room in the country. Interesting. Um. so it just goes to show that they, they're they really high on Quinn Ewers, I guess, in the entire quarterback room. But also I think Sark's quarterback nurturing abilities, his quarterback guru abilities, are also thrown in there as a factor, it, whether consciously or subconsciously. I think people think, oh, no, Sark with that kind of talent, most of the time they end up getting close to their ceiling, at least with him. Right, because um, he's going to push you to that point. Well, he's got a good resume when it comes to quarterback development. There's no question about that. So, listen, Quinn Ewers last year, I, I thought Quinn Ewers had made huge strides at the end of the season. But I think a big part of Quinn Ewer's development this year is just going to be getting him in a groove early, getting him in a rhythm early. And that's why if I'm sorry, I'm thinking about quick game, 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 quick game. You want that ball out of his hands and you want it in the hands of your playmakers as much as possible, as early as possible. And I think that will get him in a groove early because my might just me. My uh, projection, prognostication. I think Texas may struggle with the running game early on, just a little bit.
2: Just yeah,
0: just based on what we saw in the bowl game. No Bijan, no Rojo. What happened to the running game? It struggled. And yep. I think I'm not saying it's gonna struggle to the point where they will be non existent, but I think early on they're gonna they're gonna have some growing pains in the running game without elite running backs like Rojo and Dijon. They were basically training wheels in the running game for them. And you're gonna look at all the offensive line metrics for Texas last year, uh, they'll show you the offensive line underachieved when it came to run blocking. Yep. But you had such elite. Uh, you know, basically elite runners and elite guys at breaking tackles at Rojo and Bijan that they really kind of, you know, basically evened it out. They balanced out the underachieving run blocking or the underwhelming run blocking of the Texas O-line. So I think your running game is basically going to be an extension of the passing game, screens, quick game, getting the ball out really fast, and I, that to me, if I was sorry, that's probably where I would try to focus early on with a young Quentin yours and even with the passing game.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, that is something too that when you start looking at how do you help him get elevated, like you said, be quick with the ball, get it out of your hands, but also use every bit of the talent that you have around you lose everyone. Like, we talked about – you get you said it yesterday about Jatavian Sanders and how we need to get him involved early. Going back to your quick game, use mm-hmm. him as that guy that is, okay, let's look at him and say let's get him the ball, let's get him involved because it gives him more energy in the game. Yep. We don't know what the running game is going to be. Jonathan Brooks, I like him. I like but, him but, but But is he going to be able to do that? Mm-hmm. C.J. Baxter, freshman. We know sometimes in the speed of the game, they have to make those adjustments as well. But you know who doesn't have to make that adjustment? uh, Whittington, Jay Witt. He's ready for you. He is ready for you. He wants the ball. And I know you're about to talk about A.D. Mitchell. You knocked on the table about Mm -hmm. uh, Isaiah Naor. You have weapons. And, of course, we've already talked about uh, uh, Worthy. You have the weapons. Give everybody – what do you always say? Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. <laughs> Spread the wealth.
0: You got, Spread the wealth. Yeah, because, I mean, that's, that is the key, right? Because yeah. if you try to focus too much on any one of your weapons, uh it makes it, you easier to defend. Exactly. I think right now while people are projecting Texas offense to be a very prolific offense because they have so many different ways to yep. beat you offensively, and it's not really – Unfortunately, it has nothing to do with the running game. We're no. talking about the passing game here, mostly where all these really high-level weapons are for Texas. Um, getting back to Quinn Ewers, one thing also, just doing some research that I found, nearly a third of you go look at thirty percent of Quinn Ewers' uh, yardage gain came on throws behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, that's like nearly a third, basically nearly a third of all of his yardage, um, and he had the that's the highest percentage, by the way, of any Power Five quarterback. So they. There were training wheels on you know, Quinn Ewers last season. I do think this com- upcoming season you're going to see more RPOs from Quinn Ewers because that's also kind of a combination of the quick game and the running game. And I think you're going to see more play-action pass uh, from Quinn Ewers. Even if it has nothing to do with the running game being successful, I think you see the play-action pass and the RPO numbers go up next season because I think they're going to try to, you know, whether you like it or not, Starks going downtown. Yeah, he's, oh, he's already said he's not gonna stop throwing that d ball. What he, he wants that d ball, there it is. is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> he's like Pooky. He's gonna chase that d ball, but <laughs> if he if he connects on it, I'll admit it is a game changer for the offense. It is a psychological weapon, if you will, for the offense. All right, getting back to the list, you got one more Longhorn on the list, uh, and that's number eighty-six on the list. A.D. Mitchell. He's the tenth. Wide receiver on the list, but um, the 86th overall ranked player. Remember, he came over from Georgia. He's this is a guy that started 15 games for Georgia and played in 21 of them. Georgia has one of the best rosters in the country. So yep. You can start at any position at Georgia, and uh, you, you got some you got some juice. Um, and Ad Mitchell's got plenty of it. Uh, so I, I, they are really high on him. Remember, we said that uh, on three ranked Texas wide receiving room as the second best wide receiver room in the country and that's because they love A.D. Mitchell, and they're not even talking about guys like, you know, we we talk about Jay Witt all the time. We love Jay Witt. The country doesn't really know about Jay Witt. Uh, Jontae Cook's a really young wide receiver. We talked about young DeAndre Moore. Hell, we haven't even got into some of the veteran wide receivers. Exactly. Uh, that Texas, you know, still has. Casey Kane. Yeah, guys like that. So yeah. it is, and yeah, I mean, I'm with you. So I think Texas wide receiver room is deep, whether it's the second best wide receiver room in the country behind Ohio State, that's what ON3 says. Uh, hopefully, that, is something that we get to see materialize on the field next season.
2: We need that to materialize if the team is going to have success. Going back to what you said about the 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 unknown of the running game, one thing we do know, the wide receiver room is deep. They have opportunities to make some big plays, but the quarterback's got to get him the ball. He does. The quarterback has to have enough time to get him the ball, but he's also got to make some some decisions that are are not as um uh, Slow to develop, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They got to be quicker to step. Exactly. One of the guys that we didn't even talk about is Ryan Niblett, too. He's coming in from high school. He's been running track and doing other things Speedy. at his Another guy that can stretch the field. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. And I'm excited to see what Sartre can draw up. And I love the fact of what you say. Are we going to see Coach Steven? Or are we going to see Coach Sart? And that's going to be the biggest question because the chess matches is not going to be, hey, who, who do we need to get the ball to? The chess match is going to be, are you going to continue to throw to a guy that has a broken hand <laughs> because you haven't made the
0: adjustment to look at everyone else? Yeah, You that, have weapons. I, I totally agree. Can he spread the ball around enough to force the defense to, to really be – Honestly, to be almost confused about yep. how who to prioritize uh, when they're building a game plan defensively. No doubt. Do you take away Xavier Worthy and double him, or you take away J.T. Sanders, or are you worried about you know on the other side Isaiah Naylor as a deep threat? Do you put a safety on the top of that deep threat, or you let your guy go one on one to deep threat? Mm-hmm. So almost forcing defenses to pick a poison. Last year that was not the case. And in the passing game, anyway, he didn't spread it out enough. He should have used Bijan more in the passing game. We know that so. Here's a little nugget before we uh, move on here. Of the 30 most targeted FBS wide receivers, uh, Xavier Worthy, third lowest completion percentage, um, lowest uh, single season receiving yards, third lowest yards per target, and the fewest Mm -hmm. receiving yards per game. Of the 30... Most targeted FBS wide receivers last season, X-Men, third lowest completion percentage, lowest single season receiving yards, third lowest yards per target, and the fewest receiving yards per game. Because he became too obsessed with Xavier Worthy and force-feeding him the football. I agree. Xavier Worthy is a damn good wide receiver. There's no question nobody's saying he's not. Uh, But there are other dynamic weapons. If you spread the ball out enough, you'll force the defense to have to make that you know that 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 tough choice. Yes. Uh, right. Are we gonna really put a, a we gonna double X man every down <laughs> and leave everybody else one on one? I Do don't like really trust, that, Coach. We going really to trust our linebacker and safety one on one with J T. Sanders. We really every down, or are we gonna change it up down to down depending on the circumstance? So last year, teams just decided to double X man almost every down. Right. And they were right. And I just gave you the numbers. They were right. And they, that's because he kept going trying to throw to him. They won the chess match. Yep. This year. Sark needs to become a chess master. He's got to win that chess match. Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, that's, uh, by the way, yeah. So no JT Sanders, by the way. None. And no Jalen Ford. No Jalen Ford.
1: That's the Jalen
0: Ford, disrespect continues here, ladies hey, and gentlemen. Can we
1: let Jimmy Butler talk to Jalen Ford? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if Jimmy I Butler talks to Jalen Ford, he's going to win the Heisman on defense. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: seriously. And he's going to use that big face coffee. Man, that's, yeah. I mean, Jalen Ford, does he need more of a chip on his shoulder? Because I love it. He got disrespect. We know the disrespect came earlier this year. Uh, when he didn't win Defensive Player of the Year in the Big Twelve, and I'm, I'm a lot of Longhorn fans out there, I thought, man, there's no doubt he was going to win Defensive Player of the Year. It was a no-brainer. Well, turns out we were all wrong about that. Yeah, and this is a guy that had—he oh, had four interceptions, which were four more than the Defensive Player of the Year in the Big Twelve. He had three forced fumbles, which was one more than the Defensive Player of the Year in the Big Twelve. Two recovered fumbles, two more than the Defensive Player of the Year in the Big Twelve. Uh, he had 70 more tackles total. Thirty nine mm-hmm. more assisted tackles, thirty-one more solo tackles. And I know NUDK was almost a beast, uh, but man, J- Jalen Ford, he began to he, maybe broke the uh broke, I think he tied the record for Derrick Johnson uh when he had the he, as basically he had defensive player of the week three times or the honor three times awarded yes. to him. Yes. So I believe that tied the Derrick Johnson record from like two thousand and four. He, I mean, yeah, I don't understand how he didn't win an award, and I don't understand how he's not among the 100 best players in college football. They have, uh, basically, there were seven linebackers listed, and he wasn't one of them. Now, Pro Football Focus had him listed as their seventh linebacker. Yeah, that's that's,
2: that's the part that's ridiculous to me because we've all seen it, right? We know where the talent is and what's going on, but you sit there and you're like, wait a minute, how are you not one of the best players in college football? He didn't get the Big 12, so the Big 12 ain't give him love either. So I understand.
0: Uh, J.T. Sanders, three tight ends made it, and he didn't make it. I don't understand that either. Yeah. I don't get that. Uh, something I do get is uh, the Apple leasing uh, business model, folks, because it is a great business model. A business model that's all about you, all about the customer. We know it can be really frustrating trying to uh, find a, a, a partner you can trust when it comes to buying a new car, when it comes to leasing a new car. You're spending a lot of money. You want to make sure you spend it with somebody who's uh, going to make sure you get the best bang for your buck. Going to make sure that your the customer satisfaction is their top priority. That's what Apple leasing is all about. Now, you can do a a lot of work looking for the right price and looking for the right uh, car and looking for, you know, all the different things that you want on your car, looking for the right price, like right right payment. But my friends at Apple Leasing, they can do all that for you. They can do all the hard work. They can find the price you want, they can find the payment you want, and they can find the car that you want. That's why you need to reach out to them. All it takes is one phone call. 512- 346-9977. One, one phone call. Or just go click on Apple Leasing's website, appleleasing.com, and you will get a quote on any make or model vehicle that you want. You can even get an estimate on the value value of your trade-in right over the phone. It's really simple, and somebody who knows that firsthand is my man, Mike Harge.
2: It is very simple, and they do make it all easy for you. As my man, Rob Babers, just told you, you can lease any make and model. You can get all the bells. You can get all the whistles, anything you are looking for, and they can find a way to make it where it is in your budget. Everybody's always wondering if leasing is really good. Yes, leasing is good. It's so good, I've done it three times, and I couldn't be happier. That's what they call repeat customers. You you go in there, you have a good time. If I'm not having a good time with you, I'm not going to use you. But what I do, I use Apple Leasing. Whether you want to give them a call or you want to follow them online, you can go to 512-346-9977 or go to AppleLeasing.com. Put in the quote, put in the car that you want. They will make sure that they go and find it. Anywhere, anytime. These are good people. And he always talks about I'm leasing cars and making friends. He's got a friends for life in me. And that's what he wants to do with you. Go to appleleasing.com today. All right. Uh, we come back.
0: We'll get into Harsh Knock Life. What you got coming up for the people?
2: I'm going to talk a little bit of baseball. No, not high school baseball. I know everybody's <laughs> kind of looking at it like, man, there's a lot of baseball going on. But I want to talk about the MLB and the reason why some teams need to make moves. It is embarrassing.
0: All right, we'll get into that. Hardball with Hardball coming up on Harsh Knock Life right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure.
2: Mike. You have to be so combative. Now I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, i to speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael. Oh, that's funny. Michael. I'm Mike Lowry. <laughs> Welcome back to a 512 edition <laughs> of uh, Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Hard. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at HardballHard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And we've had a lot of conversation that's been going on about the University of Texas baseball team, how they've been challenged and looking to possibly win uh, a share of the Big 12 conference with a possible sweep. They obviously need some help. Had a great night last night. We're probably looking at one of the top pitchers in the country uh, as well as the Big 12. And uh, my man uh, Lucas Gordon went out there and played mm-hmm. great, pitched great, was competing, and it got lost because of the fact that the Longhorns won the game 12-2 with a four uh, three-home run performance by uh, Porter Brown. I got an opportunity to interview Porter Brown uh, last week after uh, a big game by him in the University of Texas baseball team. And I, during the broadcast, I had told Craig Way he had hit, Porter Brown had hit a ball the opposite field as far as I've seen some guys hit it to right field. Well, mm-hmm. last night, Dylan Campbell hit a ball to left field like, a, like he was supposed to and he challenged it. But the fact of the matter is, Porter Brown has done a great job as as coming over to the University of Texas and Texas has a chance to play for a shot at the Big 12 uh, championship. So that's been a lot of fun. We've also I talked about high school baseball, got a chance to go out and see some really high quality baseball. And it's a a plus for Mm -hmm. the Central Texas area to be able to see this many teams continue to move on because. I know how tough it is, and for a long time, Texas, uh, Houston and Dallas were the teams Houston. that you always had to beat if you wanted to be considered good because oh, yeah. there's a lot to choose from there. Mm-hmm. But we've also seen a lot of guys and girls move into this area and it's kind of helped grow baseball even more so. There's been a lot of good talent that has been here, but it's got an opportunity to grow a lot here recently seen it in softball. Now we're seeing it in baseball. Mm -hmm. We've seen it in football. There was a stat that I got a chance to see last night. Brett Beatty was coming up, former Lake Travis uh, Cavalier baseball player who's now playing for the Mets. And they had posted a picture of guys that had come out of Lake Travis that are now playing at very high professional levels. Mm -hmm. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Garrett Wilson, Brett Beatty now. And the list goes on and on. So it's pretty cool to watch yeah. and see the growth here mm-hmm. in this area. But an area that doesn't have a lot of growth, and, and we we are still trying to figure this out, is Oakland, California. Oka, Oakland. Oakland A's mm-hmm. baseball short. team. We've had a conversation multiple. E 40 right there. Uh-huh. From,
0: from Vallejo. Oka. From Vallejo.
2: <laughs> MC Hammer. MC Hammer. Oh, uh-oh. That's right. uh-oh, uh-oh, he was a bat boy. Don't forget, MC Hammer got his nickname from the Oakland A's baseball team where he was a bat boy. That's a nice little nugget right there. But for years, you've always seen Oakland A's. They've been very competitive, but they couldn't stay in the big market. They mm-hmm. couldn't stay with the big name players. They were. We saw the movie Moneyball. We saw how they were trying to piece things together. We also had the story earlier this year where I was talking about the Mets had to move broadcast booths because they had a possum in there. They was living in there. He said there was a strong stench, and they just decided they were going <laughs> to move us to another part of the stadium to do our, our our show. And it was like, well, what happened? And Ron Darling was like, wait, what? We're moved because there's possums in this booth? Look, it was a family, was like, a family, yeah, a family, family. of possums. You've there. heard about yeah. it in multiple stadiums, but mostly you hear it all the time when it comes to the Oakland A's. And now to put even more salt on the wound when it comes to the Oakland A's, on Monday, June, I mean, May 16th, the Oakland A's drew, this is the major leagues, by the way, they drew 2,064 fans. Wow. 2,000. What's the capacity of this uh
0: I think they hold
2: 40,000, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And here's the other part of it. The Round Rock Express have had 3,300 in a AAA ballpark. Mm. They've had 8,000. I was at a game where they had over 10,000 people.
0: At the Dale Diamond. Hell, how many people went to the Round Rock Wrestling game? It seemed like there was 10,000 <laughs> there last night. You know what? as a, matter of that fact, a thousand there, right? <laughs> as a matter of fact,
2: I believe last night's attendance could rival <laughs> what I saw for the Oakland A's on May 16th. It is embarrassing. That's great It is probably they are also, they are probably one of the worst baseball teams right now. Mm. And the attendance is giving that to you. And remember, they also had a a, a part where they were going to have a protest in the team leaving by going to the game. <laughs> it was like, what? Like, what is happening with the Oakland A's organization? It is, it is so bad for That's a bad. major league team in a major city where you've had – Vita Blue, Dave Stewart, Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, Carney Langsford. You've had uh, Tony La Russa as one of the managers. You've had multiple teams of the Oakland A's that were represented to be able to go to the next level. They have had Mm. playoff games. The movie Moneyball was made because they were piecing players together.
0: Yep, it's about to It's about a showing successful how they're formula. about. Yes.
2: Yeah. But I'm curious, where's the money going? What do you mean? It's, it's, it's A billionaire owns it, right? I don't even know if he's a billionaire. I think that's why they're about to make that move because really? everybody's looking at
1: him and saying, like, if, you believe, can't it's compete. It's Is a you? guy who inherited Gap. If so the guy p- who owned it originally was a guy who owned Gap. Also,
0: oh, he probably used to be a billionaire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just like with <laughs> so Gap. Jeff Bezos put Gap out of business. Exactly. And That's crazy. If you're if you're a professional team and you're a professional owner of one of the major three, like in one of the major three professional sports in America, and you're not a billionaire, that's probably unless you got the Packers formula, where you're like publicly owned. That's that's probably a problem. Right. That's a that's a problem.
2: That's the other part of it too. That's a problem. Now revenue sharing. Why am I sharing with you? Yeah, that's a that's an issue, man. You're not bringing anything
0: to the table. Yeah, I agree with that. They got they got to find some way to, to. And I know that that franchise has got to be worth. I don't know what it's worth, but it's got to be worth. No, it's going to be building. worth a lot
1: more in Vegas. He's going to move the team there yes. and sell it. No, but he he's he's just basically a cheapskate cheap who is house. ruining the game of baseball for his own personal gain. He has no care for anybody in life except for himself. And here's and the, that is why he is going to ruin the the city of Oakland having baseball to wild. move it to Las Vegas because it'll up the valuation. A new stadium that Vegas will help pay for and then he'll be able to sell the team for a massive increase.
2: The 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 and I hate doing this to my man Gino. I love you Gino. Do it. The Kansas City Royals are 14 and 31 and they don't have the worst record in baseball. Their record is 14 and 31. They are 10 and a half games out of first place. They are not the worst team in baseball. The Oakland A's are 10 and 35 and 17 games out of first place and they have a winning percentage of 22%. Yeah,
0: it's 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 an embarrassment. It, it says a, it says he's got he's worth 2.4 billion. Yeah. That's what Forbes, he's going to be worth. Says. He's going to be worth
2: more because of the fact he's about to sell this team, and you can't. You're worth that much money, and you're not going to get free agents. You've you've been trading all. They are the Montreal Expos of the olden days.
0: He owns. An, he he owns and made. He owns an MLS team too.
2: And let's see what their attendance is too.
0: San Jose Earthquakes.
2: Yeah, they're, they're probably attendance is probably worse.
0: And Scotland Celtic FC.
2: Yeah, this is like a. He owns
0: multiple sports franchises. And he's cheap with all of them.
2: The Celtics, I don't even <laughs> the Celtics. Excuse me, the Celtics, Celtic. I don't, even, yes. I don't even know if they're Celtic. even any good. Yeah, I took them the other way. Mm. I took. I, I went the other way every time I see the Celtics playing. Wow, I will take the other team. It mm-hmm. is embarrassing, and the fact that they are looking to go to Las Vegas tells you everything that they need. To, you need to know. I would. I would sprint to Las Vegas asap because I think you will get good good fan base because people want to travel there. And you make it affordable because there's so many games. Football, the ticket's outrageous yes. because there's only X amount of games there. Mm-hmm. NBA, I mean, WNBA basketball, you can probably get a good ticket rate because nobody's going to see that that much. You want to <laughs> do the same thing with the Las Vegas Knights. When the Las Vegas Knights first went there, they were an expansion team. Yeah. They had a lot of people show up and people travel there. So you, nobody's traveling to Oakland to go watch the Oakland A's. No. Mm-hmm. And you are not putting a good product out there. I feel bad for my boy. My boy is one of the top scouts for them. I I, I feel bad. The GM, the assistant GM, I played ball with, and it's like, what are y'all doing? They don't even answer my calls no more. Because
0: I'm curious <laughs> to what's going on.
2: I'm, I'm like, what, what? Hey man, yeah, what are y'all what trying to do? He's like, I know hard just calling me for a reason. <laughs> he ain't calling to say hi. They're not even answering text messages anymore
0: because I'm lighting them up every week. That is, I, yeah, I don't. And how long has he owned this team? Do,
2: that is another question. I do
0: not know, okay. but but this is. I
2: believe
1: his. I believe his parents owned it before him.
0: So we're talking about a family legacy kind of thing here.
1: This is. Okay.
2: I don't even like baseball, but you know it's cool to be the owner. You <laughs> no, know it what is. Oh saying? yeah, like, you, yeah.
0: Especially when you got that kind of money. This like usually owners only they're they're criticized because they're almost. Too involved yep, the because they care too much. The Steinbrenners, yes, are Jerry wild. Jones, whatever. His is the opposite. Like he don't give a damn. So it's like if you right. don't care. Then, let, then sell the team to somebody else who cares. I think we'd right. You'd like to have the other, the opposite end right. of the spectrum issue. Where man, our owner is too involved. He's just all in the business. He's trying to figure trying out trying why figure we're out. not doing yeah. this. Why we're not that, doing that. Honestly, that yeah. is a way better issue to have than this issue, which he is just yeah. totally. Um, basically consider himself almost disassociated from the franchise and treats them um, like a bad business. Yeah, awful
2: business. Like, yeah. I don't know the model. Yeah, or it's maybe it is, it's like, it's like you just really want
1: to let it all go. Well, then, like, just, so just let it, it all go. He'll sell
0: it once he moves to Las Vegas. He, yeah. It was
1: not his own, but he bought it in 2005. So he bought it. He bought it in 2005. Okay. Yes, he is making money because he is part owner of the gap because he is.
0: I don't know how much he's making from the gap still. That's amazing. I mean, you
1: made enough money before and then you just got to buy teams uh, and then you profit off of the teams.
0: Where's the gap still open? I don't even gap know what in, uh, It's probably at the.
1: It's probably at the outlets. Is that?
0: probably. In I mean, there, there's there's I probably, probably still a gap online. online. I don't go to, It's like uh, who, really people are at the Gap online. That's interesting. I, mean, I guess <laughs> he's like not me, but some people. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't go to the Gap when it existed. I mean, exactly. Well, I think yeah, maybe way way back in the day, but I didn't even know the Gap was still a thing. I know Jeff Bezos is putting malls out of business. Well, I so. think
1: I think like they own multiple brands too. Like because Gap, okay. I think Owens, gap like umbrella. Old Navy and Banana Republic and all those, all, all those, those brands, brands that are, that are going kind out of, of in business. there. <laughs> but no, but like, <laughs> like you look know. at this, look at this picture right here that but we I just got. You know.
2: No, you're right. There's nobody there. Mm. This is a game. Look at all these people behind home plate. They playing warm up. There, you can't tell me you're trying to
0: fight traffic to get there. No, it's it's uh, it, it's pretty amazing. I can't believe that. He is that, (laughs) right? Cares that little about the franchise and has that little pride in something that he owns. Yep. So
2: it's crazy, and it is pronounced Celtic FC. They're definitely one of the most recognized football clubs in the world, and are in first place in the Scottish Premier. Oh, there you go. So okay, there
0: you go. So one of
2: his so this a write off team right here for the Oakland A's. Like somebody else said, it they are a tax write off. Thanks, Irving LFC fan.
0: Okay, thank you, Irving LF, LFC Santos. So I'm I'm with you. So what do we know if he is investing, like with that team? Maybe spending be. money with that team. Well, also we to, need to do some research to move that.
1: a team. You have to have a low enough attendance because there's rules and regulations that if you have a team where people are still coming to see them, you can't just move the team. You have to basically have to get it to where the buildings run down. The city is not supporting you. And then you can go to the MLB and go, hey, I need to move my team. The city doesn't like me. So owners will have done in the past multiple like times. Like somebody said to us,
2: like the movie Major League. Yes, exactly. So yep. you
1: basically tank your own team in the efforts of, I don't want to be in Oakland anymore. I'd rather move to some other place. I'm going to purposely tank my team, tank my building, take everything away so I can move to another not, place.
2: Not get rodent and controlled. They need pest wranglers out there. Okay. They, well,
0: have even, they need more than best rankers. <laughs> well, that's the plan. Then he's working.
1: Yeah. How long has this been going on? Is the question. I, I guess since he bought it in 2005. So are we talking about a 15, 18-year eight, well. tank or whatever. Well, because Moneyball worked the beginning, and Moneyball yeah. worked
0: until. So when was until Moneyball? Everybody's trying to do it now. When did a Moneyball officially end for him? Because you're right, Moneyball was ba- it was it just, actually a way to yeah. get the best value and a bargain on players. Yeah,
1: but now everybody does it.
0: But now everybody does it, so it doesn't have the same unique value that it once did I don't know, like I guess it Hart's a good point. I don't I, I don't know how Major League Baseball other owners feel about him and what he's doing, but if Patrick's right and they're just trying to tank and be as bad as possible as long as possible and have his the, the facilities be as terrible as possible so that they can move the team, mission accomplished.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and now also, we're here. We're there. We're at right the bottom now. Hart's going <laughs> to test. There is he's not the only cheap owner in MLB. No, not at all. A lot of small market owners. That's why Montreal left. That's yeah. why they went to Washington.
0: Okay. So yeah, there's a yeah. lot of them. He's going to Vegas then. Yeah, And you know what? The owners want him to go to Vegas. All the leagues want to be in Vegas. They all yeah. want to be in Vegas now. All right. Uh, hell, I want to be in Vegas <laughs> right now. <laughs> Only for like a couple of days. Yeah, well, I mean, can't be there for I a long I don't want to be in Vegas for a long time. I don't want to be
2: there for a long time, man.
0: Vegas is something I actually can do for like a couple of nights, and then I'm pr- I am pretty much getting yeah. my feel. Got to keep all it right? moving. Because you don't sleep in Vegas. No. You know what I mean? You, don't, you never sleep. You never really get. You get like these meals that are really extravagant, but it's like, yeah. I don't believe
2: in a lot of quality anything over there because you've done too much of it. You're not getting quality sleep. You can't do quality gambling because you're nervous about your money. You can't go quality drinking because you forget that you are in Vegas. Well, and that's the key. I, if you gamble,
0: I, you get to drink for free.
2: Well, but you also don't know how much you're <laughs> drinking because of the oxygen that's being pumped in there. And the next thing you know, you are beat up.
0: That is true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Beware. Byer, beware. Byer, beware. I right, we'll come back. We'll get into this story about Micah Parsons. There's a trend developing with Micah Parsons, and I don't think Cowboys fans like it. He's so damn good that y'all have ignored it. But I'm going to bring it up to you Cowboys fans and force our resident Cowboys fans to address this abomination. Come on. Right next, we come back right here on Ball Don't Lie on on The Horn. DD Mega doo I'm sorry, Mango. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen.
1: Well, I don't get, I get a break day and well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the big East. Thank you, Jimmy.
0: And
2: boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record.
1: Do it live! I can will write it and we'll do it live! And things sucks.
0: All right, welcome back to Ball, do right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, Shout-out to the uh, Salon for Men, I'm responsible for Off the Record. Uh, all right, gentlemen, how, you know what, uh, Patrick, we got to get into uh, this with Harch, man, because I've seen this happen now a lot, and I've seen it being discussed at a few places, or at least on, online, on a, uh, at a few places online. Michael Parsons, who is beloved, might end up winning Defensive Player of the Year this year. Have you noticed that he has a tendency to bandwagon different sports? He, teams? He's, he's draking it? I'm, he is draking it. You There's beat a me little, to it, Patrick. That, that he's that's much of that. Okay, so, a lot of that. A lot. Okay, you've noticed this thing. Uh, oh, my goodness. Okay, have I ever? For those who haven't, he was wearing a Boston Celtics jersey, um, and he was seen wearing it uh, at the game uh, when they were playing against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. in the East semifinals. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the man, he's, a guy, he's definitely got a private jet access. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's exactly. jet-setting all hey, over the country. Jerry, right? give me the plane. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, on the move for sure. right, it's Jerry's show. jet. That's what it is. It's Jerry's jet. He is definitely uh, on the move. Hey, smart move, Jerry. That's how you make sure you keep him. You don't want to be a cowboy for life, access to that jet. But he's also been, it, <laughs> and he's also been seen in wearing the jersey of the 76ers. Yeah. He wore
1: both. Yeah. Now I will give him this, and so like I'm not a Jersey guy. I I will say, some guys are fans of players, not teams. Okay. So fair. So if he says, "Look, man, I'm an Embiid fan. I'm a fan of Jason Tatum. I love these guys because these are the best at their game, and I'm the best at my game." Okay. I get that. I wouldn't be wearing the jerseys, but I get I get that concept because I know enough people that didn't grow up with a team that are just fans of players.
0: Okay. All right, so Patrick's yeah, I'm glad you're throwing it out there. You could just be hey man. These are my guys. I'm supporting my guys. Um, no. Also, there's several tweets. One tweet has surfaced of him from a couple of years ago, uh, referring to the Warriors as my Warriors. They mm-hmm. say my Warriors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Harts. Eh, yeah. Do you think he's a bandwagoner? He's as I like a man, Patrick. But he's draking it. Is he Draking it?
2: He has some Drake tendencies right now. <laughs> he has a lot of Drake tendencies right now. And it is – it is. look. He's worn I, a Mavs jersey, too. Just so He's, he's worn every – yeah, he's worn – Everything. Yes. <laughs> he has worn every jersey. He wore a Rangers jersey. wore a Mavs jersey. I haven't seen him wear uh, a Dallas Stars jersey, but I have saw, seen him wear Philly, seen him wear – uh, Boston Celtics seeing him wear a Rangers jersey seen, I mean he's in now a your mix. town
0: the Dallas that's cool I see that t- yeah and then, he's been there and then, where, the you were, and then where you guess what, I guess he's doing the way he's born is he born in? he's a Philly, Philly he's guy he's a, a, guy, Pennsylvania, so that's, that's yeah, a guy. Pennsylvania guy the, what's the Boston thing then do we know the reason for the Boston oh, thing oh you know Jason Tatum my you partner man you can explain man. away the Philly thing that's hometown stuff you but can explain they're away
2: competitors
0: the, they're against each other I agree you can't be rolling
2: around with both. Can't do both. You can't. Can't do both. Ride you can, with it. Yeah. You can, yeah, go to the you can see your partner. Yeah, you see your partner. Ne- I, look, I've seen Odell Beckham Jr. at every game. I ain't seen him in nobody's jersey. Why can't you just tweet about your boy? Be like, hey right. man, want to show support pe- for my boy?
1: Exactly. He about the
0: ball out tonight. Yes. Well,
1: and I'll give him the worst part of the Celtics one is it looks like he bought it at the game. <laughs> like he's wearing like a, a flannel shirt underneath. Yeah. Like, oh, you just have
0: button up to like it. Like a yes. button up yeah. flannel shirt. It yeah. looks like he got there and was like, put no T-shirt Dad, underneath. Dad, it. can I get a jersey, Dad? <laughs> Dad? maybe somebody gave it to us. A good point. Maybe somebody gave it to him at the time. Yeah. Put it down.
1: <laughs> I've had jerseys on me and set them down. I would put them on immediately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I'm a fat guy so I don't, I don't put on any clothes around people. Tastes are too tight. <laughs> it's an embarrassing situation when you're trying to pull them over your gut. That like, nah. guy in a little. <laughs> nah, it's perfect. <laughs> hey,
0: it's my favorite one. It's my favorite one. Uh, no, just throwing it out there. It's been a conversation people are having, but, you know, hey, I, we still love Micah. We oh, yeah, a
2: Micah, Micah having up. fun, man. Michael's out there. He's, like he you is. said, he's jet set. He's, he's all getting all over to the place. be around. it. He's still getting his workouts in. Oh no! No he matter where right he's getting his work, that's right. He's hey. getting
1: his work out in. And keeps it moving. And, and Micah, as long as you can be a front runner in your Cowboys uniform and win some games there, we can. No work one with will that. care about anything. Exactly. Else.
2: Uh, that's. But I, point, I agree with you. He is draking it.
1: Just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. He's not if he t- goes to L. A. and not- have a
2: LeBron jersey on this there week, go. then
1: we're gonna know then that you're full on, you're on a full drake. Right hey, now, he's just
0: kind of half drinking. If
1: he's telling you about how him and Jokic have been tight for years, I'm just.
0: <laughs> the man's hey somebody say he's networking on the tech yep. side. Maybe he's yep. just maybe networking. he is. Get in good with everybody. Yep. Uh, all right, we come back, we'll get into uh NBA playoff review, we'll review the game last night. Also, we'll talk about uh the death of Jim Brown, one of the all-time mm-hmm. great icons in American sports. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful not the horn.